HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. Since 2009, HRN podcasts have been exploring the wide world of food, beverage, and agriculture. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. I'm Chaba Perivan, co-host of Agave Road Trip on HRN here to talk about 818 Tequila. 818 creates their tequila using traditional methods that a family-owned and operate distillery in Jalisco, Mexico. From the blue agave they grow to their recycled glass bottle, 818 emphasizes the Earth's importance in all they do. Their distillery runs on biomass and solar power, which means they don't rely as much on fossil fuels and are able to reduce their carbon footprint. Their labels, corks, and boxes are all certified by the Forest Stewardship Council as coming from sustainability-managed forests. 818 is a proud member of 1% for the Planet, through which they support HRN as well as Sacred my organization in Jalisco, where together we transform agave byproducts and water waste into adobe bricks that are donated to local infrastructure projects, like a local library in Zapotitlan de Vadillo. Visit drink818.com to learn more about their sustainability efforts and find 818 near you. 818 has been part of so many magical nights for me, and I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. 818 tequila imported by 818 Spirits, Manhasset, New York. 40% alcohol by volume, drink responsibly. This episode is brought to you by Tabard Inn. Tabard Inn, Washington, D.C.'s quintessential hotel, is located on a quiet, tree-lined street just five blocks from the White House. Vibrant yet unassuming, the Tabard is comprised of 35 sleeping rooms, each unique in character and design. Feast on an eclectic American cuisine in their acclaimed restaurant, or enjoy a cocktail served on the beautiful patio which has ample room for social distancing. Travelers from around the world find the Tabard the only place to stay when taking their travels to Washington. For more information, visit tabardin.com. Welcome to HRN on Tour at 2022 Food & Wine Classic in Aspen. I am Christine Sykes-Lowe, and today I am joined by my co-host, Sherry Bear. Well, hello. Sherry has her own show on HRN, All in the Industry, and she also has her NPR firm, Bear Public Relations. Thanks for joining us. And we are also talking with Chef Manit Chowan and her husband, Vivek Diora co-founders of Morph Hospitality Group. They serve as president and CEO, and they're based in Nashville, Tennessee. Welcome. Thank you very much for having us. (laughs) Delighted to be here. Thank you. So excited to be talking with you. 
Likewise. So um, I believe, Sherry, you ran into them at James Beard. This was the most recent. I have a major case of FOMO from not being there. So what, what happened at James Beard? And tell us a little bit about your experience there. Well, no FOMO. There's always next year. <laughs> uh, yes, we've had a we've had quite a week because we were in Chicago for the James Beard Foundation Awards, and I was doing some red carpet interviews and attending lots of events, and ran into lovely Manit several times. But what you you were a presenter, correct? I was. Which award did you present? So I presented uh, the best chefs southeast and northeast. Amazing. And who it, won that it category? Was, it was absolutely amazing. I mean, I, I mean, you can feel it, right? That camaraderie, that togetherness, the fact that all of us are supporting each other, rooting for each, uh, each other was absolutely amazing. It's just infectious. And that's the feeling that we get over here, right? Yeah, here in Aspen at the Food and Wine, it's it's uh, what an experience and what an extraordinary experience this year. And each year gets better than the previous one, so the benchmark gets set higher and higher. And of course, Manit getting together with the DJ last night was an absolute hoot. I don't know what he's talking about. Well, all I know is I agree with you, though, with the energy and the excitement and just all of us being together about it. Basically, it pretty much rolled. Or, or started in Chicago and like rolled into the mountains of Aspen and it's just wonderful to be here together. It's amazing. It just feels like all of us from Chicago got on the same flight and just landed up over here and that was it. We're like, we just saw you, did we? So it was amazing. Yes, and just changed attire a little bit some from some formal gala dresses into a little more casual, casual uh, mountain wear, I guess you'd say. <laughs> Hip, absolutely. Hip, hip, for sure. So tell us about what your involvement is this year at Aspen, what the kind of programming you're involved in. I think this year was a year that um, I said yes to everything, which is pretty much my problem. So, uh, you know, from the welcome party to the, you know, to the photo shoot, to demos, to panels. Uh, tonight, um, I, I am doing a show with... Kwame, I have no idea what to expect, but it's going to be fun. Uh, tomorrow morning, we are going um, uh, fly fishing with Yeti. So, so excited about that. So, yeah, there's so much. Yeah, so much going on. Actually, we've never been fly fishing before. So, this is our first time. I, I think we spoke earlier. I live in Asheville, North Carolina, and I am a fly fisherwoman. Oh. So, yes, I don't do it as often as some of my uh, other folks do it, but I do get out there in my waders, and it's actually really peaceful and lovely. You, you might get hooked. I don't know. That, that's what I've heard. <laughs> I mean, that's what we've heard. We, we'll see how it goes tomorrow. Yeah. But uh, It's very I, serene. There's, there's one suitcase full of just fly fishing gear that... Uh, it's a lot of gear. It's, yeah. I mean, Yeti's providing a lot of that. For us, it's just clothing, mostly Manit and the shoes and whatnot, but there's an extra suitcase. You have Excuse to promise me? to... <laughs> I dragged it. You have more shoes than I do. Excuse me. Oh, well, we'll have to have Christine and Sherry come over and be the judges and decide who has more pairs. Please do! Oh, my God, when I was talking, you stole the <laughs> mic away from me. Oh, I love this. See, to, to the listeners of HRN, 
this is the joy of being the husband of a woman who works with a knife for a living. Just sharing it out there, make sure when to shut up and make sure learn when to listen. All no, no, I, take the mic away now from all, me. Please. All I know, all I, know <laughs> I, want a, I want a photo of you in the gear. Promise to send that oh, to me. Oh, it'll be all over social media. Okay. I'm not sure. I am not shy about that. The darker I look, the, the more the presence of that photographs makes on social media. <laughs> he's, 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 he's speechless. He's like, I never look darky. Excuse me. I'm Mr. Suave. <laughs> so tell, tell the listeners about your restaurant concepts. I mean, I want to go through all of them from the beginning to your relocation to Nashville how they all came about. So in case they haven't visited, they can get an idea of what they have in store for them. This is a story. Okay, so so I think the listeners need to get themselves a nice cheese board or a charcuterie board. <laughs> get, pour, pour themselves a, a, a nice glass of wine, red, white, rosé, and stop looking at the clock and listen to this story because now Manit and I, who are fond of talking, Manit so much more than I, but now... Um, well, the, the move to Nashville, we'll talk about that maybe when the time's right. But when we, we opened our first restaurant called Chauhan Ellen Masala House in Nashville in 2014. And it was surreal. It was, um, what a story. Because our son was born three months early on the day of the opening of the restaurant. And um, he was born at four in the morning and five in the evening of the same day, 18th of November. 2014, we opened doors to the restaurant. So that's a story. We, we say we had twins that day, um, which really was, yeah. Um, and then um, it was never a part of us together being in Nashville. It just happened very organically. And, um, um, you know, we because our son was born early, he was in the NICU for um, three months, and that gave us an opportunity to just live in Nashville, see the people, meet the people. Uh, see the city and the state of Tennessee and we fell in love and if he came in time to say he's a Tennessean then who are we to stop that from happening you know on a on a just uh, just an organic journey for lack of a better term so that's how we opened the first restaurant on to the second one Manit you want to share that um, you know once and we named our son Karma because he was born with you know his own Karma and um when we decided that we were going to wrap up our house in New York and move over here, we decided that we are going to make the best of the situation. Um, at that time, we were thinking that we wanted to live in New York because that was the food mecca of the world and we had already arrived. But moving to Nashville was a great, um, it was a great move. Karma made us do it. But once we were there in Nashville, we were like, now we're going to make the best of it. So we started looking at what the holes in the culinary tapestry in Nashville were. People would come and tell us, they're like, Chinese. Like, we would love an upscale Chinese restaurant. So we went ahead and opened Tan uh, There was this beautiful space that we had. And we were like, um, uh, that's how we opened Mockingbird and Mockingbird we had our partners, uh, operating partners, who we knew since 2000. Oh, you've already reached Mockingbird? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, no, I'm going to come back to you. We only have half an hour. No, no, no. No, no, no. It's okay. You have as much time no, as no, you want. No, no, the listeners are pouring, the, the listeners are pouring a second glass of wine over here. I can feel it. So, no, no, no. 
when we opened Chauhan Island Masala House on the third night of opening, I met a friend of a friend who had met me in Shanghai and Shanghai, China, Paris. Remember Paris? Thanks very much. Um, Sorry, I've just had too much wine today. Paris City, uh, oh, friends yes. of Anoop. Um, so she met us and she told us, she, she was the first person who actually told us that there's no good Chinese restaurant in Nashville. She was a resident of Nashville who I had met in Shanghai, China many, many years ago. And that's how um, we realized there was P.F. Chang's, there was Mom and Pop, nothing against the Mom and Pops, nothing against P.F. Chang's, but there was no authentic, authentic Chinese restaurant and uh, doing Peking Duck and things of that sort. And that's how we got inspired to do a, a Chinese restaurant a couple of years later. Now we're talking about Mockingbird, is that correct? I, I left pace a little bit, yeah. But you're, but you're in line with the, the order. I said yes. in order, and you're, you're yes. definitely in line with so that. Chahan, Danso, and then Mockingbird, and then uh, we, we came across this gorgeous space, and then we opened a street Indian restaurant called Chatable, and that is pretty much an ode to Vivek and my childhood, because everything on the menu, I mean, the place is a sensory overload. It's colorful, it's beautiful. There are dishes that we grew up with and we wanted to show up. We wanted to show uh, Nashville. We wanted to show Nashville and America how different Indian food is from their perception of 895 all-you-can-eat curries. So these are these beautiful Indian street foods, delicious and addictive. And yeah, and that's chatable. So what, um, you're, you're a judge on uh, Food Network, and I basically am curious about the evolution of that and if you are going to parlay into anything else, or I know you have two cookbooks under your belt, are you planning on doing anything? So it's really interesting. The entire evolution of Food Network has been very organic. Uh, I was um, invited to compete on Iron Chef almost around... 12 to 13 years ago and I went up against Chef Morimoto, the OG. Uh, and I always love telling people I came a respectable second among two people. It's better than saying you lost, right? From there, they invited me to be uh, um, to compete on Next Iron Chef, then a guest judge on Chopped, and they liked my job, so a permanent judge on Chopped. So it's been that relationship with Food Network has been going on for over... 13 years right now so wherever they ask me it's it's fun it's fun to put food and cooking on a national platform where young kids can see it and say that this is a really cool career for me to be a part of yeah and there are some cool new shows coming out which i have been instructed not to talk about okay so it's under the radar right now but you heard it first there's something coming out <laughs> there is so how do you manage your time? Because you got, you got all these restaurants, you're on TV, you have some books, uh, you're here now at the Food Wine Classic in Aspen. So yeah, what's, I mean, how do you do it all? I, I don't. Uh, I don't do it all. <laughs> yes, and, you do. And you and do it well. There is, uh, there is this entire misconception, like people keep on saying, how do you balance? Balance is a word which doesn't, uh, it doesn't exist in my vocabulary. I think really early on, I realized that I wanted to do all of this. And what was important for me was to be fair for everything that I committed to. 
So that means that whatever event I find myself in gets 150% of me. I don't care what happened yesterday. I do not care what will happen tomorrow. This moment has all of me. And that's how I operate. Yeah, being present. Yeah. Being present. That's it. It's amazing. Showing up and being present. And I, I, along with that, also maybe saying no to a few things here and there. I mean, just no. Sorry, what is this <laughs> word you talk about? I will be very candid. I have been sort of coaching Manith to prioritize and learn to be able to say no. It never hurts to say no because the cost that comes along with saying yes to just about everything and anything, I would say, it's, it's a price that a lot of others around you pay, starting from you yourself. And I'm hoping that she's beginning to understand that part because you just can't, you can have a full schedule as long as it's meaningful for you and for others around you. Yeah, true words. Yes. And I still have not registered the words, but true words. We'll get there. We'll all get there, hopefully. <laughs> <We will. laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Do you have anything else, Sherry? Just uh, what, what, two things. One, here at Food and Wine at the Classic, all your different activities you're doing. Where are you running to next? What did you do this morning? Um, so this morning we did a really fun panel. There was... Um, uh, Chef Andrew, uh, Puala. Um, um, there was Amanda, there was Amanda Tiffany, there was Tiffany. Andrew Zimmern, yes. there was Paula, and there was Manith, and there was the moderator, and then there was me asking a lot of questions. <laughs> and b basically, we, w we wanted to show the guests what the inner workings of a restaurant are. So uh, we were talking about reviews, trying to keep a little bit of the fun aspect going on over there, but also showing the real aspect of what the what it costs to run a business, right? Why why things cost what they do. So that was really fun. Tonight I am doing an event with Kwame. Uh, apparently it's it's a comedy event. I have no idea. I'm going to show up and we'll figure it out and have a lot of fun because with him, that's what it is. It's always a party. <laughs> it's always I mean, a party last night, last night, like we started a Bollywood party uh, on, you know, uh, the top of the mountain. So, um, you know what? Just have fun. That's what it's all about. Yeah. And my final question is, because I just, I've been asking it uh, to everyone I've been talking to this past week as a little fun, silly question. What's your favorite ice cream? <laughs> I, I can answer that easily. It's vanilla. And she can tell you why. That's my favorite or yours favorite? Your favorite. Oh, okay. But what's your favorite? My favorite ice cream? Yeah. My favorite ice cream is probably strawberry. Or no, actually, no, 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 no. Strawberry is our daughter's favorite. My favorite ice cream is um, caramel. With uh, caramel ice cream with a lot of uh, praline in it. My favorite ice cream is vanilla. Because if you see me right now, you can see the amount of bling I have from my head to toe, right? No, and that's what vanilla silly. is all about. Vanilla is you have a really solid, delicious base, and then you add whatever accessories you want on top of it, and you make it delicious. So be it like hot chocolate fudge or caramelized pecans or whatever it is. It's just like you can make vanilla ice cream your own. You can put your own signature on it. And that's why I love vanilla ice cream. 
I love that. Okay, what is yours? Oh, mine? I'm a chocolate gal. I mean, I was going, I was thinking old school going back to Rocky Road if I was going like old school flavors. But um, yeah, I, if, if the game is chocolate or vanilla, I go chocolate, even though vanilla I think is way more popular from, from my little survey. <laughs> and yours? Mine, I'm polarizing on mine. Mint chocolate chip. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, it's pretty, it's, you either love mint or you don't. Our daughter used to love it. Yes. I don't know where she is right now. It depends on the day. Um, yeah. Yeah. She, I think she still likes it. Yeah. She hoodwinked her uncles and aunts into buying, like, we would get back after, you know, work and we would open our freezer and there would be, you know, uh, chocolate chip mint in our fridge. And I'm like, what's going on over here? She's like, mommy. So, yeah. It's something to behold. Um, so how can people follow you, stay in touch on your happenings? So um, uh, at um, morphhospitality.com, that's where they'll get information about all our restaurants. Uh, personally, they can uh, connect with me and follow me on at Chahan on uh, Instagram, which I'm most active on, Twitter and Facebook. And Vivek, he is? Uh, my Instagram is Diora underscore Vivek and you can follow us like for the restaurants morphhospitality.com for the breweries it's Hop Springs if they just look it up um, there's a beer park and three breweries over there and uh, we never talked about my Canada restaurant so we'll talk we'll, we'll leave that for later that'll be a, next time I see you guys which will be another time Pardu. yes Pardu. well thank you again thank you thank, thank you, you for having Sherry. us yeah, thank you this uh, wonderful Thanks for listening to HRN's coverage of the 2022 Food & Wine Classic in Aspen. You can listen to all of our coverage on our podcast, HRN on Tour. Find it on heritageradionetwork.org or wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. Since 2009, HRN podcasts have been exploring the wide world of food, beverage, and agriculture. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org.